Hello, and welcome to the Child Care Business Coach Podcast. My name is Evelyn Knight. For those of you who are new, let me just introduce myself. I am a child care center owner. I currently own a center myself. I've actually earned a total of uh, four in throughout my career. And I'm also the founder and CEO of Child Care Business Professionals, which is a company that helps child care business owners and directors learn how to find success while balancing research-based quality standards. In our industry, there is a huge problem with uh, owners not understanding business, so not really understanding that you can turn a profit and have high research-based standards, which will get you like five stars through a quality rating program or even an AEYC accredited. So that is what my company does. But let's get into our topic for today. I really want to be mindful of your time. And I really don't want to take up too much of your time. So today I'm talking about failure tolerance and why that is so important today. Through the COVID-19 pandemic, there has been so much for us to learn through trial and error. And a lot of us are really, really struggling right now with trying to invent new things constantly. And that is pushing our failure tolerance right now. I'm seeing a lot of people out there who are just giving up. They don't want to push through and they're just giving up because everything is so hard. If you're listening to this in the future, I can tell you that right now uh, it is the last day of August 2020 when I'm recording this and school is either back in session or about to be back in session all over the country. After it was shut down due to COVID last semester, most of the children did not finish out their school year in the school building. Our schools are now looking at this hybrid model and it's different everywhere you go. Some of them are half online, half uh, in class, some of them are all in line. Very little are actually all going to school in the traditional sense right now. So there's a huge gap that has been created. And our nation in the United States is really looking to early childhood education to fill this gap. Parents still need to get to work, children still need to learn but the schools aren't taking all the children back on a full-time basis. So they're looking to put the children in with us, which means we need to find ways to reinvent the wheel. How are we going to educate these children, make sure the work is getting done while still providing the normal everyday care that we do for our own jobs, right? So a lot of us are trying to experimenting, trying to find a way, we're trying to make things up as we go, and we're seeing a lot of mistakes happening. Most of the time, I don't know about you, but for me, my first idea usually isn't the one that ends up working and the one that sticks. I usually have to go through a couple different scenarios with trial and error. And that is normal. But right now through COVID, the thing that we're really struggling with is the fact that this is happening to us every month on a different front. Do we keep our schools open? Do we close them? When do we open them back up if we do close them? Do we remain open? If we have an exposure, do we have to open or close? We're constantly having to make these big decisions. We're having to come up with new policies and procedures on a nonstop basis. I mean, it's to the point that a lot of us can't even let parents into our centers to pick up and drop off our kids, right? So we're trying to invent ways to get the children from their parents and into their classrooms and again to their parents and into their classrooms 
in the most easy, convenient way. So a lot of us are coming up with plans for that that don't work. And then we have to change and constantly shift and pivot what we're doing, right? So it feels like we're coming up with these plans and just being hit with one failure after another, which isn't really accurate in reality. It's just there's so much new coming at us that we have to constantly be doing trial and error, right? So failure tolerance is a really, really important topic for us right now, especially if you're really struggling within your childcare center, right? And you're about ready to throw in the towel and to give up. What I would really encourage you to constantly ask yourself is, am I giving up too early? And do I really just need to strengthen my muscles when it comes to failure tolerance? Is that just a tolerance that I really need to build up on, right? So I can tell you it takes work. It isn't easy. It does take a lot of work and you have to be okay with failing sometimes. There is nothing wrong with failing as long as you get back up and try again. One of the things that I've learned over time through my many, many struggles, and hopefully if you've listened to past podcast episodes, I do talk to you guys about how close I've come to losing my center, how close I've come to bankruptcy, right? And so I'm, I really do hope that you've been able to hear some of the former episodes, but just to put it into context, I'm going to tell you guys a story about a situation I was in once upon a time. Uh, when I first took over the center that I currently own, it was a disaster. There was just a lot going on in it that I was not aware of when I took it up. I didn't know what I was doing 12 years ago as a business owner. It was before I sought out to gain the knowledge that I have now. And I really, I, I had shut my center down and went into a very disastrous situation. It was not good. And I was pretty much facing losing the center too. So the director that I had at the time actually went to my competitor, the owner, and brought her to tour my center. She was literally preparing her to buy to take it over because I wasn't going to make it in her mind, right? That's how close I came to losing my center. She had such little confidence after that. As you can imagine, I was my own owner director for a few years until I gave up that seat a couple of years ago. But it was really hard to deal with, right? Just coming that close to failing at my business. Uh, And if you've listened to me before, you know that I've even gotten an eviction notice on my door, but I just wouldn't stop fighting. So yes, in the sense, I had a lot of these little failures along the way, right? But I kept getting back up. And because of that, I realized that no matter how low I got, no matter how close I came to losing everything, and I'll tell you guys, I've lost a lot in my life, a lot. You don't really fail until you completely give up. True failure occurs when you decide to throw in the towel and completely give up. So really just keep that in mind. I mean, there's these little experiments gone wrong, right? There's baby steps that we have to take, but you're really not going to fail at things until you decide to give up on yourself and on your dreams. Some of you might have to close down your centers right now. You may have no choice, but decide, do you want to open again? Do you want to pursue a different dream in a career, right? Do not allow stagnation into your life. That is when you really fail. People close down businesses all the time. People fail all the time. And that's okay. What makes you truly fail in life is when you give up. So just don't give up. It's okay 
to have setbacks, right? But you can always build back up. I can tell you as somebody who has literally lost everything, and I had a lot of few houses and, you know, what people perceive as the American dream, the boat, the RV, everything, lost it all and was able to build myself back up to a successful business person. I know money has a lot of power and it seems very powerful, but it, it, it comes back, you guys. It really does. And so I know a lot of you right now are in desperate situations that just feel overwhelming and really, really hard through this time. There's so much heaviness through this time, economically, health-wise, socially. And what I would just encourage you is just to stay positive and don't give up on yourself. That is the biggest takeaway. If you don't remember anything else I ever say, just remember not to give up on yourself because you don't fail. You don't lose until you give up on yourself. Keep going. You can do it, right? Just always tell yourself that. So the thing too, when you do have these setbacks is learn from them, help them to make you grow. And I want to tell you guys, um, about Stephen King. For those of you guys don't know, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows who Stephen King is, one of the most successful American authors of all time. He's written so many mega books that have been made into movies. And just the man is wildly successful and an an extremely talented man. None of us would argue, right, that the man isn't just extremely talented. But did you know that before Stephen King became a successful author, he had three thousand over 3000 rejected manuscripts. Let that sink in. That man mailed over 3000 manuscripts to publishers to try to get his book published. And he was rejected over 3000 times before he actually got the first book deal that he got for the book Harry, right? Imagine if he'd given up after the first thousand, nobody would have faulted him right? If he gave up after the first hundred, nobody would have faulted him. Everybody would have said, well, you tried, you did, you know, you did good, Stephen, you tried, you didn't, you had faith in yourself, you put yourself out there and you tried. But the man kept going. He was so determined and he knew he could do this. He wasn't going to let anything stand in his way. He was not going to let 3000 rejection letters stand in his way, right? He kept going and look at where he is today. Is it exhausting? Yes. I'm sure there were times that he wanted to give up. In fact, his mother actually encouraged him to give up. His mother told him that this was not going to work and that he just needed to focus on his teaching career and stop dreaming, basically. So even the people we love sometimes give up on us, right? And I can tell you guys, when I was at my lowest and I almost lost my center, my loved ones did give up on me too. That was something where, um, my husband decided it was too hard and he just didn't want to be involved. So he had asked me, you know, he basically told me I could keep moving forward with it. If I wanted, it was up to me, but he wanted to wash his hands of it. So he no longer wanted to hear about it. He no longer wanted to help fund it. He just wanted to wash his hands. And I had to honor that it, you know, this is affecting his life too. So if it was having that negative impact, it was something I really had to honor. Uh, my mother thought that I should quit too. And it was very hard standing alone. But I also used that to motivate me. Between my director who didn't think I was going to make it, between my mom and my husband who had lost their faith, it really helped catapult me. 
that discomfort that really helped me to catapult into a mindset of watch me do it. Watch me show you how I'm going to make it. So really watch your mindset around things like that, right? How are you controlling the narrative in your head? It can be so exhausting to have the people around you not believe in you. It is. I know I've been there. So really learn how to drown out those voices, right? And know that they're coming from a place of love. It sounds harsh, right? But they really are coming from a place of love. They are watching you struggle. They're watching you stressed out. And if you're anything like me and you love your center, it's painful. It is so painful. It's like you're going to lose a loved one, right? We have such a passion for what we do in our industry that it can feel like you're going to lose a loved one. But what I really, I think the biggest takeaway on that I really want you to think about is um, that if you don't get angry with them and you understand that they're coming from a place of love and caring where they don't want to see you suffer, it gets it a little bit easier to get by without that bitterness that may come. But I do really encourage you to use the feeling that you get, right? To really embrace those feelings and use them to catapult you, make it your springboard, your motivation to show the world who you really are, right? And just remember that we don't fail until we give up. Keep fighting. When you really use that muscle that we use when it comes to failure tolerance, you're going to just get better and better at it. And the more things you try, the more you will end up succeeding at it, right? We don't know what's going to work until we try and fail, try and fail. Eventually, we will try that one thing that really catapults us and gets us going. I wouldn't be talking to you today, doing this podcast, having my second business and just, which it has just been wildly successful, had I given up right? Had I let those voices get to me? Had I allowed the negativity to bring me down and the lack of faith people had in me? Had I allowed myself to give up on my dream? I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't have grown to the leader I am today, which I'm very proud of the growth that I've had. But it took falling down for me to get there. I say it often, this year 2020 is going to be our story right? For so many of you right now, you are writing your story. You can control that narrative. You can control the ending. Do not let it control you, right? There's so much out of our control right now, but we can take command of the situation. Remember, this can be your redemption story. Like the story I just told you, in 10 years, COVID and this year is going to be that story for you. It will be that time where you can tell your children, you know what, I built my resistance to failure. I basically decided, okay, if I fail on these experiments over, I'm just going to keep getting up and trying again, keep getting up and look at what I've built today, right? And it's something you can tell your grandchildren that you didn't let COVID or the economy or anything keep you down. Let it ignite you. Now let's talk a little bit about fear. Fear is the part of failure that makes things so incredibly difficult for us, right? It is what really makes things scary. According to statistics, 80% of the things that we're afraid of never actually happen. Just think about that. 
80% of the things that cause us to lose sleep, that we worry about, that we obsess over, never come to fruition. So 80% of the time we're wasting our energy on that. Think of that in terms of business. What are you letting consume you that is probably never going to actually happen? Are there things that you're really letting get in the way of your success because you're so scared to move forward? Is the fear of failing just crippling you and just not allowing you to take action? Strengthening that muscle of failure tolerance, it will really learn to serve you well. The most successful people in the world have failed over and over again. If you look at Elon Musk, the uh, founder of Tesla, he has built his business up to a billion dollar industry and has still turned around and lost it all. It's just crazy to me to think he's actually built up to billions lost everything, almost hit bankruptcy, and then built it back up to a billion dollar company over again. Twice he's built billion dollar companies. But the point is that he didn't give up and he didn't let his fear of failure stop him. He did fail at certain businesses, right? But then he just did it again and he did it again. And now he's doing it again with SpaceX. The most successful people in the world fail over and over and over again. And they don't let them stop that. It takes failure to become a very successful person. And that's something like when you think about Donald Trump, love him or hate him, the media loves to go after him over like the bankruptcies he's gone through and the failures. But to be honest, every wildly successful person has gone through the same thing. They've all been down that road of failure, success, failure, success, because you never will be a truly successful person until you're willing to take those risks, right? And all of us want our childcare centers to be successful. We don't want to just stagnate. Nobody really wants to stagnate in this world. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to take these risks. If you've closed your center down, don't be afraid to reopen it. Don't be afraid to just try again if you have to shut down and start from scratch. I would encourage you to keep going because it's a lot easier to keep going than it is to start over. But if that's what you need to do, that's okay. Don't let the failures cripple you. Don't keep, let them keep you from your dream. 2020 will definitely be known as a very uncomfortable year for all of us, right? When we look back on this year, we are just going to feel the discomfort. But what I would encourage you is to embrace that discomfort, embrace it and let that discomfort catapult your growth. These are growing pains and you get to choose who you are going to emerge as from this time. Just remember that. Who do you want to be able to tell your children that you emerged at from this very uncomfortable year that was hard on every single one of us, right? It's okay to get uncomfortable, get used to it really embrace it. Being out of your comfort zone means that you're growing. It means that you're morphing into the better next version of yourself. So I hope that helps you guys who are out there really just struggling right now, because it just feels like we're just being knocked down over and over again with all the new things we have to come up with and just constantly feeling like we have to reinvent the wheel. So please reach out if you have any questions. 
I would encourage you to join our Facebook group. We have a lot of discussions about things like this. I post the podcast episodes and try to really get some discussions going regarding the topics. So if you're not in there already, uh, join it. It's uh, facebook.com slash group slash childcare business coach. I will put a link in the show notes. You can interact with me a lot within that group. Uh, you feel free also to send me an email, which I will put my email in the show notes. Um, and also, I just wanted to remind you guys that I do have a membership program, which we really dive into a lot of this kind of stuff. We kind of we really work together on these things. Like I, I make sure that my members feel very um, supported and we just have think tanks a lot of times and come up with great ideas. Every Tuesday I teach on something for my members. We learn on something having to do with business. Right now we're really focusing on employees. On Wednesdays, my financial advisor, uh, Christina Richmond, actually teaches a class on financial literacy. And on Thursdays, I have open office hours for my clients. And within our open office hours, you can just log on and basically pick my brain. We work through things together. And I actually have some of my other clients that are on there too, who are owners and directors. And we really work together to problem solve. It's a wonderful group of women who have just really bonded together to empower each other, lift each other up and help each other to become better at our jobs. So if that's something you would like more information on, please feel free to reach out to me. Send me an email, find me on Facebook, send me a message. I would be more than happy to help. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to me and to just be here. And again, I hope you join me next time on the Child Care Business Coach.